Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business insurance. They cover it all. Not only that, you want to deal with people who are the best in the business. Well, Purdy Insurance fits that bill. They're great people who also have to be great professionals. And they'll do everything they can to make sure you're covered while saving money. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous selection and a wide array of pre-owned inventory backed by the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so let's get to our play-by-play call of the day. Announcer jinxes. Here is Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski. Back again. The biggest tandem for touchdowns now in postseason history. The old Patriot teammates reunite in the Super Bowl for a score. Um, They got him back. They've started to utilize him since Kansas City. He's been in a ton. 13 touchdown. Most by a quarterback receiver duo all time in the postseason history. And that is Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Romo, by the way, made I thought was a really uh, important comment in the fourth quarter of the game. And as you know, in the first meeting between the two, Kansas City had a phenomenal first quarter against Tampa Bay, and Tyreek Hill had a phenomenal statistical line against Tampa Bay in the first meeting. But from the start of the second quarter on, Romo pointed out how decisively Tampa Bay had outscored Kansas City in the last seven quarters of play against one another. And I thought that that... That said a lot. The game's won in the trenches. Simple as that. You can play two eye safeties and do whatever you want with the other five guys because you have four down linemen that absolutely own the line of scrimmage. Tampa Bay blitz five times the entire game because they didn't have to. They saw matchups that were so much to their advantage because Kansas City had to reshape 60% of its offensive line from the start of the AFC Championship game to yesterday. And Tampa Bay saw the matchup, made the matchup work, and dominated the game because they owned the matchups. They owned it. Mahomes had to, was constantly either on the run or making decisions before he wanted to. Flip it to the other side. The Tampa Bay offensive line owned the line of scrimmage. Again, same story. They own the line of scrimmage. Jensen, 
Wirfs, Donovan Smith, they owned it. That that's be, You could see it in the fact that both Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones could run the ball, and Tom Brady had time to do what he needed to in the pocket. Brady always does what he needs to, to do in a game to try and win. If he needs to throw it for 500 yards, he throws it 500. If he throws for 200 and they win, it's all he cares about. If you want to know uh, something about Brady... Don't watch the post game yesterday, which was fine, by the way, which was fine. Uh, watch the post game Green Bay, where he's being asked a question and a question. And he says, well, "Why don't you talk to some of these other guys?" To be honest with you, he's not. He, he doesn't need to be in the limelight. He knows it. He wants other people to get some credit for it, and I give him all the credit for that because he's the focal point for everybody. It's a big deal to say, okay, did you get Brady? You know, I mean, there's going to be a producer saying, did you get Brady? Every single time. He understands that, does what he needs to do, but he wants other people to also be in the mix, and I've always given him credit for that. And he's always had the ability to do what he needed to do based on the situation to win. Because he wants to win. He's going to get a lot of natural credit to begin with. He's only, and if they don't win, he's going to get natural criticism. It's, it comes with the position. But he is obviously the greatest quarterback of this era. There's no getting around it. And, you know, if you want to start screaming greatest of all time and so forth, you're entitled to it. Uh, I can't do that because I just think there's just such differences between eras that what you give to one, you take away from somebody else. I mean, what you give to, let's pick in this current era, Mike Trout, or you give to Hank Aaron, or you give to uh, Mantle, or you give maybe even to Barry Bonds. Uh, You know, don't take away from Babe Ruth. If you give to Babe Ruth, don't take away from Hank Aaron. Because they're all right in the same pool of greatness. And it's just a matter of opinion in the pool of greatness who you select. Uh, um, I mean, you're talking about people who win. I mean, the greatest single winner of all time is Bill Russell. He won 11 NBA championships. He won two college basketball national championships. He won an Olympic gold medal. Now, he is the only link among those 14 championships. Casey Jones was there, obviously, for a chunk of them, with uh, eight of them with the Celtics on the gold medal winning team and also on the two USF teams that won. But Bill Russell was on all 14 of those teams. He's the greatest winner ever. Andre Richard won 11 times in his career. Among starting quarterbacks, name the only other starting quarterback in the history of pro football that has seven championships. Matt wants to say Nick Foles, and I get concerned. Well, not to mention Ben Ten and everything else that he just added to his resume yesterday. Otto Graham. Right. Tying Otto Graham, yeah. Right. I mean, people, you know, don't know much about Otto Graham. Right? Otto Graham, who uh, I think at one point, I want to say at one point he was at Cornell. 
but for the most part was at Northwestern. Hey, you come out of the war, and they started something called the All-American Football Conference. And he was the quarterback, starting quarterback for Paul Brown. They won all four AAFC championships. They then went to the NFL, and he played six years in the NFL, and he and he won three NFL championships with the Cleveland Browns. But here's the part: Otto Graham played in ten seasons in the in in pro football. Ten. You know how many championship games he went to during the ten years? Ten. Now he had Marion Motley, he had Dante Lavelli, they had Lou Groza. You know, they had some fabulous players on it. Dub Jones, Burt Jones's dad, Dub Jones. They had some great players on that team. Marion Motley was an absolute force on that team. But Otto Graham was the focal point, and after nine seasons. Otto Graham retired. He retired. And Paul Brown worked like the devil in the summer of that year to convince Otto Graham to come back. And Otto Graham finally at the last minute said, all right, I'll come back for one more season. And the Cleveland Browns won the championship again, and this time they won it in the Coliseum. And when it, when Paul Brown took him out of the game, now remember, this is the L.A. Coliseum. This is not Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. Otto Graham, when he ran off the field at the end of the game, uh, when they took him out deliberately because they were up so big, the fans at the L.A. Coliseum gave him a standing ovation. Now, does anybody know about Otto Graham? No. Because to many people... And the NFL seems to have started with the Super Bowl. He's won seven Super Bowls. Otto Graham won none. That's right. Otto Graham did win a Super Bowl. Bart Starr won two Super Bowls. No, Bart Starr won five NFL championships. Otto Graham's record in 12 playoff games was 9-3. and three. Pretty good. Bart Starr only quarterbacked one championship game where he didn't win. That was that Eagles game in 1960, his first one. Okay. Well, he won two Super Bowls. He won five championships. He won five NFL championships. What people seem to forget is that in it's amazing about baseball. People know about Cobb. They know about Ruth. They know about DiMaggio. They know about Williams. But when it comes to the NFL or pro football, they don't seem to know the people that actually kept the sport alive. Because the NFL was not the juggernaut it is now. It's guys like Mel Hine, Red Grange, Don Hudson, right? in the bygone era, Otto Graham. I mentioned several of the Browns, but Norm Van Brocklin that kept the sport alive until finally in 1958 when the Colts beat the Giants where America got to see the game went, wow, this is a really cool game to watch on TV. 
TV, of course, then started to make the NFL what it is today. But if these guys don't do what, because most of these people have part-time jobs, Matt. I mean, I'll give you, I mean, John Havlicek, okay, John Havlicek, one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA, up until 1970, like eight years into his career, still had a part-time job in the offseason. So when you talk about players that, oh, they're in much better shape today and da-da-da-da, guess what? You don't have part-time jobs. You don't have to be out there selling insurance in June and July to, to keep some money flowing in <laughs> when maybe you should be working out. It was different. It was a different era, and these people kept their leagues alive by playing. There's different circumstances. Are the player, are the athletes today in much better shape? Absolutely, they're fine-tuned uh, human machines. Phenomenal. Now, and with everything that you have between uh, sports performance and strength and conditioning and speed drills and things like that, these these are the, the best conditioned baseball players have ever been, best conditioned hockey players have been, best conditioned basketball players have ever been in, the best conditioned football players have been, ever been in. But don't take away for a moment from the people that look. The game is where it is today because some people kept the thing alive. And by the way, we're also pretty darn good in their era. Doesn't And believe me, talking about that does not take away from the greatness of Tom Brady. Tom Brady is great. And guess what? There's a lot of other people that are also great. That's why they're special, and that's why they're Hall of Famers. So the debate about... He's the greatest ever. Michael Jordan or LeBron, who's the greatest ever? Who's the greatest hockey player ever? Gretzky, Howe, whatever. You know, who's the greatest baseball player ever? Aaron, Rue. Look, there's a pool of people that are great players. I mean, you don't think for, for a moment that when Tom Brady is a first ballot Hall of Famer, that it won't mean something to him that he can stand side by side with Johnny Unitas. Now, Unitas, of course, has passed away. But in other words, that he has the same standing that he's in there with Johnny Unitas, Bart Starr, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Otto Graham, Sid Luckman, Sammy Baugh, Fran Tarkenton. You know, you don't think that's not going to mean something to him that his name is mentioned in the same sentence with them. And conversely, you don't think it means something to Joe Montana, uh, Steve Young, Brett Favre, people like that, that their name gets mentioned in the same sentence as being a Hall of Famer as Tom Brady. That's because these are among the greatest. There's only a limited number of people to get in. Five people get in this time. That's the max you can do. You know, plus the you know, plus a couple others. But you know, Megatron gets in. Woodson gets in. Manning gets in. Alan Fanica get in. We heard Neil Kulong impassionately talking about Alan Fanica last week. Um, uh, Lynch got in. It's phenomenal for them to do that. Drew Pearson, I was thrilled to see Drew Pearson get in. He may not have been Jerry Rice, 
doesn't have the speed of Tyreek Hill or Mike Evans or the hands maybe of, well, he had maybe the hands of Chris Godwin. But Drew Pearson was a phenomenal player. Phenomenal. And he, he made himself from a free agent into a Hall of Famer. Bill Nunn got in. Talked about the super scout of the Steelers. Deserted. Tom Flores got in as a coach for winning two Super Bowls. But it's so special to be elected to a Hall of Fame where you're considered to be among the best ever. And then if you want to play the game after that about who's better and this, that, and the other thing, and uh, that's fine. But to me, there's a pool of greatness. You know? I mean, what, what keeps you from being legendary? Probably leaving three pins standing on your final ball. Oh wait, that's that's another story for a different day. <laughs> they just keeps hammering it home. I have a banner. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And there's more to come, right, Tom? There's yeah. more to come as far as football. Yeah, we're coming back. We're coming back. Know that. Coming back. Tom Brady's coming back. Like the 45, something like that. And he's got, well, this will be the final year of his contract coming up next week. Or next year, I think. Something he has, if he has a, a good year, I could see him coming back for another year. Why not? Hey, good for him. It's uh, been a phenomenal career he's put together. Um... So you didn't like the fact they were talking to the New England fans about losing, not having Brady? You didn't like that? Yeah, that that, that was beyond dumb. Okay, now is that the fault of the fans they interviewed? Oh no, I mean they're the ones they're the ones asking the questions. But exactly. I'm sure exactly, exactly. Somebody sat down in a room and said this would be an awesome idea for the four hour pregame show. Again, okay, I mean. You know how I feel about this. Yes. Stuff. I, I just I sit that and I I am okay. If you don't respect your audience, then then you do dumb stuff like that. Okay, it's it's the dumbing down. It's I got four hours to fill. We concentrate on too many too many things all the time. Look at the shiny object over here. While all of a sudden crazy stuff's going on over here. Yo ho hey. Uh, let's go. Let's can we check out the crazy stuff for a moment here? That's sort of in having an impact. Shiny object. Look at the shiny object. So we'll talk to the New England fans. We won't talk about the possibility that uh, maybe there's a big problem in the matchup up front. But that's okay. Uh, there are stories being written about what to do about conference basketball tournaments, and there's people saying they ought to cancel them because teams may opt out. To me. No offense, but unless you have a problem with your team, and if you decide to opt out of your conference tournament, then I think you ought to opt out of the NCAAs as well. Here's the quiet story that's going on that nobody's really talking about right now. But have you noticed what's been happening with positive test results and hospitalizations in the last four weeks? Have you noticed that, Matt? I haven't. They've all been going down. 
and the positive rates have been going down evidently at a dramatic rate. Now, unfortunately, and this is the terrible part, and this is terrible, you know what hasn't been going down? has been, unfortunately, the, normally the deaths follow. That hasn't really happened yet. But the positivity rates and the hospitalization rates are going down in the wintertime, no less. That's interesting. More and more people are getting vaccinated, which is really good. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Fabulous new inventory across the board. Great pre-owned inventory. And not only that, but uh, also a fabulous sales staff that if they get you deals, they care about what you're doing, all right, and what your budget happens to be, and a service department that takes care of all that maintenance, including especially routine maintenance, very, very important, very important. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And uh, we are, of course, brought to you today by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home-like business. Great new inventory. Fabulous new inventory, in fact. Uh, To really take care of whether it's a bundle. They're just going to find you exactly the right insurance. And they're going to find you... Just the right price, whatever price they can find. I mean, they'll go through all the inventory and find you the best price they can. And sometimes that may be in a bundle, but they're the pros, pros in insurance. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street, excuse me, uh, Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. They're the pros, pros, best in the business. Anybody who wants to make sure you're completely covered and get you the best price doing it? That should be enough of a lure for anybody to sit back and go, I think I'll go there. All right. It's been a show where Matt's criticized coaches. He's ripped the front office of the Eagles. Uh, they're, they're, tra- they're trading his guy. I mean, they're going to trade They're going to trade your guy. Your, your guy's going to be gone. Yep. Wentz. You know, you banked everything on him. You banked everything on Wentz. Now you're going to get nothing. Except the first-round pick. Okay. Have you seen how they've drafted? <laughs> how much confidence do you See, have? It, it, yeah, exactly right, which doesn't leave me a lot of confidence. At least if at least I can get if I can get a good name in return, like a good defensive player or something, then sure, but just a first-round pick? Yeah, that's great. But if you don't draft well like you've been the last couple of years, what good is it? Then you have another – then you have a quarterback. Then you're going to put yourself in the same situation with your quarterback spots. And then you bring in a guy you really don't need. This potential trade with the Bears. But you get Nick Foles back. He's your guy. I get it. <laughs> but I, it's – that's it's. what I'm saying is it's over now. Like – 
you don't need to have a backup quarterback should not be a distraction to your starter. Because look, let's again, let's look at the track record here. Every year since Carson Wentz has been quarterback, yeah, pretty much every year I would say minus 2017, he's had to look over his shoulder. Now you're gonna do the same. You would do the same thing to Jalen Hurts if you bring Nick Foles back here. I get it would be an insurance. I know Nick wouldn't be a distraction. I, I I understand that, but the hoopla around him because of what he did for the city would still be a distraction. And then you don't need that at the quarterback position right now when it's very flaky at best. I got to give your organization a lot of credit. You've gone from being the best team in football to being last in your division. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, you got to give them credit. Not many people can accomplish that in a short period of time. (laughs) Unfortunately, you are right. It it really is just amazing. And I think Matt Leon said it best earlier in the show. I'm just I'm just concerned that all it's doing is bringing your hate to the front. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an interesting uh, week. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, he might be gone by the end of the week. Then the question is going to be is what happens with some other quarterbacks after watching the blockbuster trade with Goff and Stafford. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they want to do. Because Watson obviously wants out of Houston, who, by the way, a year and a half ago was a euphoric individual with a gigantic contract. Of course. Euphoria is fleeting. I want you to tell little Luke that as he grows up. Euphoria is fleeting, Luke. I mean, depress the kid. <laughs> He's seen four Eagles wins this year. He never already knows depressing. He's only seen four Eagle wins in his lifetime and 12 losses and a tie. So, but here's my problem with that, Okay. You are now reinforcing to this youngster that he's the reason for the losing. (laughs) Does that worry you? No, the only thing we're reinforcing with him right now is not to have to go to the bathroom during the game or right before kickoff because we've we've developed a bad habit of that last year, including last night. Would you yell at him? No, I don't yell him. I just say, I just say, hey, you, you can't, you can't go to the bathroom. You can't go, you can't do anything in your diaper that I have to fix before, during, or before or during the game. You gotta do what you gotta do before kickoff. And this goes for all phases. Okay. Okay. He's 13 months and one week old, okay? <laughs> okay? We're in diapers, <laughs> okay? We aren't quite to that stage yet, okay? I had five. I got six grandchildren, one on the way. I know how it works, <laughs> okay? If you think you're going to sit there 
at 13 months and have the little guy sit there and go, but daddy said I can't go. He's in a diaper. <laughs> the, commercials are, the commercials are so long in this thing, and all of them were bad, right, <laughs> that they get plenty of time. Will Ferrell's trying to get through Norway. I mean, the best commercial I saw yesterday, by far, by a wide margin, was this guy walks up to a place and says, mask must be in place. He puts the mask on, his glasses start fogging up, and they said, time for LASIK. I thought that was effective. That was good. (laughs) Got to the point right away. I said, that's a good commercial. My favorite hands down was Sesame Street. The DoorDash commercial with Big Bird. I thought that was great. I just, looked at all, I just looked at all with a blank blank stare and said, just hurry up, let's go. <laughs> I'm serious. Yes, I know. Halftime. I made a five-minute mistake and watched five minutes of it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is your area of expertise. Was it any good? I thought it was. I thought it was. Not, I thought it was pretty good overall, minus the the middle part where he had like the selfie thing, and then everybody kind of walking inside. That made me a little dizzy. But other than that, I thought it was pretty good. I sat there for five minutes and looked around and said, "What am I doing?" <laughs> I went and got a pizza. <clears throat> By the way, you won two of our prop bets. Oh goody! What did I win? There were no and marriage what? proposals afterwards. What? What do I win? Oh, I don't know. Bragged rights. Great. <laughs> we didn't put anything down for this. Okay. And the cannons only went off one time. That was post game. Fabulous. There you go. Mentally, you want to know how close I kept track of the prop bets? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> exactly. I won the national anthem. I said 215. It was 216. Yeah. What did I say? Two ten. You did. Yeah. yeah, that was circling a fogged-in airport. The best part of the national anthem was a flyover. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow. Whew. Boy. Oh well. Um. Yeah. The. Uh, so now, I mean, now what do we turn our attention to? Obviously, for me, college basketball. Because, I mean, look, we did this prop bet stuff. I had a game on Friday night. I was like, okay. And it was a, it was a total rock fight. 55-50. Neither team could hit shots. Myron Jones couldn't hit a shot. Seth Lundy couldn't hit a shot. And I'll tell you, Wiggins for Maryland, who's just been on a roll. He's been averaging like 18 points a game coming in. He couldn't. He he had one dunk, I think, in the game. That was it. Or I think he had a short shot. It was Lundy who had the dunk. And I said to Dick before the game, Dick Girardi, I said, you know, Dick, I said, I said, the only odd thing about Wiggins is, I said, Wiggins is never, for some reason, there's no reason, rhyme or reason, other than maybe it's a matchup problem or whatever. I said, Wiggins has never played a good game here at the Jordan Center. Don't know why. And we're in the post game. Dick looks at me. He says, "I said I couldn't believe." He says, "You're right. Wiggins has never played a good game here." I said, "No." I said, "I don't know why. It's just one of those fluky things. I, who knows?" Ayala played really well. He had 23. 
But it got to the point with Ayala where I think Eric was doing so much at some point because he looked around and said, look, I'm the only one getting anything done that I think at some point he got tired. And I think that played a role in it. I think he got tired because do you realize, you know how many baskets Maryland made in the last seven and a half minutes of the game? This is the part where you guess. Probably wasn't a whole lot considering how, the final. How about how about zero? Oh. <laughs> Maryland did not make a basket in the last seven and a half minutes of the game. Wow. Now that puts a lot of pressure on me. You want to know how? Because you're not calling a lot of baskets for five minutes or seven and a half because, minutes. Because I had to come up with 18 different ways of saying no good without being redundant. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. 2021 has begun, and this is the perfect time to make sure you're protecting what matters most. Whether it be you, your family, or your business, we have the experience and knowledge you need to help navigate through the process. Our office remains available to service our new and current clients by phone at 570-286-5855, by email, and by appointment. Purdy Insurance, what can we do for you? Here's final snap of the ball game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, underdogs at home. For the first time in NFL history, hosting a Super Bowl on our home field. The defense does its job. Great job defense. And Tom Brady just does his thing. How about that? His 10th Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31. Chiefs, 9. One second. There it is. 0-0-0. Bucs win. Bucs win. Bucs win. The Super Bowl, 55. Uh, you know I like Gene. I'm so, I was so it's actually one of the first people I thought of after the game. Gene Deckerhoff, the play-by-play voice of the Bucks, who's also the play-by-play voice of Florida State football and basketball. So over the years in football and basketball, our paths have crossed. We had Gene on the show a couple of years ago, as a matter of fact, and Gene was reminiscing about coming up to State College and how I gave him a tour of Beaver Stadium, and uh, I said, I know when we get down there at some point, I know because I've gone there, down there for basketball in Tallahassee. Plus, of course, we both did the Orange Bowl back in 2005. He's just a great guy. Gene, uh, and I was so happy for Gene yesterday. That's the second Super Bowl he's called that they won. 
I'll make one quick addendum on the commercials. The commercial about the Paralympian was, I thought, phenomenal and very touching. I should say that. I forgot about that one. I, I thought that was phenomenal. Very touching, I thought. And when it comes to the national anthem, who was the singer who sang, was it America the Beautiful? Yeah, that was first followed by the national anthem duet. Yeah, who sang America the Beautiful? Uh, I was her, H-E-R. Well, whomever that happens to be, they have a, I thought it was phenomenal, and they have a phenomenal voice. That was really good. Phenomenal voice. Then they did the national anthem, and... I thought the I thought the B two bomber and the B fifty two were spectacular. See, I can say positive things about the national anthem. I thought the flyover was awesome. Proud. Okay. Now the map to get there. <laughs> I'll debate later. Uh, you know. But. You know, the Grambling Band or the Stanford Band, they're available. All right, so uh, <laughs> thought I'd point that out. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm concerned about what you're going to do. There's only, I mean, at some point, the Eagles will stop dealing, and you'll have nothing to complain about. I look forward to that day. No, you don't. You like being mad. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, now you're getting mad at that sweet, beautiful child of yours because the sweet, beautiful child naturally has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Lisa thinks it's hilarious every time he has to go either before or right as the game kicks off. It's usually like in the first quarter, and that's what happened last night again. What, does he tell you? No, it's just it's just been a pattern. Whether it's been the Eagles or any other big or any playoff what? game that I've watched, it's always been like what, after the first like, drive, he's gone. Like ten minutes before the kickoff, you just can't change him. Do you ever think of that solution? <laughs> well, if you want number one, yeah, but number two, I can't call it. Excuse me, I'm the voice of experience here. <laughs> And I'll have to continue me, to work on some ways here. I, uh, work I around also, it. I got all sorts of stuff. Believe me. <laughs> and take my word. When you have five, I can tell you right now, all five are completely different. <laughs> They're all five are different. I mean, my youngest turned 27 today. All right. Happy birthday to him. My mom is to 60 today. To, to her. her. To her. Her. Yes. Well, happy birthday to your mom. And uh, the baby of our family, who is 27, is due with her own baby in the summertime. So, yes. In fact, what did I do before, like, in the half hour before kickoff? And while you're engrossed trying to figure out what Boomer Esiason's going to say next... <laughs> Okay, or a feature on what kind of turf is at Tampa Stadium, at Raymond James Stadium. I was on FaceTime with my year-and-a-half-old granddaughter for half an hour, and my son and daughter-in-law, of course. Isn't that nice? 
and she was eating she was eating zucchini, and then they gave her M and M's for dessert, and she's looking at me going, "Grampy M M." That's what I was doing. All right, well, that's good. Now before, now before that, I was watching Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. I wanted to have something that actually had action in it. Instead of Nate Burleson explaining what they're doing on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Look, they can sell it. I don't blame them. I would do the same thing. It doesn't mean I have to watch. Okay. So what would I have learned if I watched the pregame show yesterday? Uh, Bill Cower was the only person that picked the Bucks. Everybody picks somebody. Okay. What did we say on the show Monday? What was the biggest single factor going to be in the game? Well, the tackles and the defensive line. And what ended up being the biggest single factor in the game? <laughs> the tackles and the defensive line. And that's exactly okay. what okay. the coach had said, okay. of course. Okay. Do I need to watch the pregame show? No. Exactly. I watched Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. <laughs> now, I'll have which you know, I, I watched a lot of college was, hoops but during the pregame show, too. I was flipping back and forth. Uh, yeah, I watched, one, I watched Indiana-Iowa. I did watch that. I caught and a couple I'm, minutes of that, and I watched most of Nova and Georgetown, which was a good game. Yeah. Watched some of that. Then I started watching Ghost Protocol, which was fine. I mean, it's not often you see the Kremlin blow up. What? I guess that's true. <laughs> I, you could do that or have Phil Sims break down the mechanics of the quarterbacks. <laughs> Which he can do because he was 22 or 25 in his one Super Bowl. He was actually the Carson Wentz of the second one. Correct. He guided, he guided the Giants to an 11-1 record before Hostetler took over. It was an educational show today where you learned about somebody by the name of Otto Graham. Who between the AAFC and the NFL went played 10 years and quarterbacked his team as a starter to 10 championship games, of which he won seven. But they weren't Super Bowls, so they don't count. Bill Russell won 11 championships, but it was before Michael Jordan. So it doesn't count. Oh, well. (laughs) Interesting, isn't it? 